glory. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, because rejoicing will never cease in our house. It will never cease in our midst. It will never cease even in our lips. In the name of Jesus. Indeed, you are a mighty God. Thank you, Father. Thank you that we have you as a father. Thank you that this mighty father is our friend. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Amen. This morning, quickly, we will be looking at Thanksgiving. Fullness from Thanksgiving. Being full, being complete, being whole from Thanksgiving. And we are going to read from the book of Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17 from 11 to 19. Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19. Luke chapter 17. With the electronic Bible is easier. But if you don't have the electronic Bible, Luke is in New Testament. In case you are still in Old Testament, you are far from it. Hallelujah. Now it happened as he went through Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers. Ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus said, Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Ten lepers that were healed. Ten lepers saw Jesus. Now, leprosy is one disease that if you have seen anyone suffering from it, you know that it's not something you want to wish even your enemy to go through. Uh, Leprosy is so, such a bad thing that, you know, with time, your fingers, they just go. Your toes, they disappear. People don't want to come near you when you have that disease. Once you are a leper, you see even in, in, the, in, the, in the present day that we are, people just carefully avoid you. I, I know that in some part of Nigeria where I grew up, it, there was a time that even some landlords, 
if they have tenants who do not want to pay rent or want to leave the house, what they do is they sponsor some lepers, maybe one or two, and you go and sit perpetually in front of that house, and the person, 48 hours, the person will clear his or her things and his family and disappear. That is how bad these people who have this disease were seen. You know, and the way it will so deal with your, you, you know, with, with, with the fingers. You see them without fingers. In fact, there, there's, there's, there's a story, you know, all these jokes that I said of uh, a young boy who was fighting one of the, the lepers. And the leper just knocked him on the head. And he screamed and said, ah, he has hit him with a stone on his head. And the leper said, no, it was not a stone. It was actually my fingers. You know, that's how that thing can, can deal with your fingers. And we're looking at these lepers. Dangerous thing. It separates you from your family. Once you have leprosy, you're, you're separated from your family. It makes you, you know, it makes you an outcast. It makes you an outcast. These ten lepers that we're looking at today, that was their story. The Bible said they were in a certain village. Imagine, even the village they were living had no name. They were in a certain village. A certain, a city between, you know, a village between Samaria and Galilee. They could not even name the city. And how come 10 of them were living there? They have formed their own colony. That's how bad when you have this, you know, that's how bad it can be when you are a leper. That's how it can be when you are a leper. And they couldn't even come. They saw Jesus. They couldn't come there because they were other people. Because if they come, they were not allowed to mix up with others. So they had to stand from a distance. They had to stand from a distance. They badly wanted to come back to meet with others. They stood from a distance and shouted, Jesus, Master, have mercy. Have mercy. Distance wasn't a barrier to them. They didn't allow that to be a barrier. They stood from afar. Tradition forbid them from coming near others. Tradition did not allow. Even the, the law of Moses they did not even allow them. And that was why they were living in that kind of a place, just by themselves. And then among them was a Samaritan. Now, look at this whole thing. Look at Jesus moving. Thank God because he used to move with multitude. People go with him. Otherwise, you know, he just come in. Ten lepers. Not one. Ten. You just confronted with ten lepers. And then they stood there, and all he could hear was their voice crying for help. Ten of them. They lifted up their voices. The Bible didn't say they, they, they just said, Jesus, have mercy. They lifted. That, you know, the way they, 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 you know, that tells me that they were desperate. They really wanted uh, Jesus to have mercy. They really wanted that healing. They really wanted it. A lot of times we look for things like that, isn't it? When we want it, no matter what it takes, if it means rolling here, screaming, you know, we will do it. But when it comes, it's what I don't know how we, you know, go about it. They lifted up their voices. Jesus saw them. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. That was the tradition then. If you read Leviticus chapter 14, verse 2, Leviticus 14, 2, you will see uh, that lepers were, that's how it's supposed to be. The, the Bible says in Leviticus chapter that this shall be the law of the leper for the day of cleansing. The, the leper shall do what he shall be brought to the priest. So Jesus said, go show yourself. 
to the priest in accordance with the law. He too followed the law. So that, of course, those people who are used to saying he is not following the law will not have anything to say. He saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest. So they all left to see the priest. They left to see the priest. And you just imagine these lepers. Movement will not have been that fast for them. Movement is not that easy for you if, 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 you know, when you see them. If you have seen them before, movement is not fast because, you know, their toes and what have you, some of it, you just see them walking on their, their, their ankles. So it's not easy when you don't have your feet to walk. So think of it, they're just going and that's them. He said, we should go show ourselves to the priest. Faith has met them not to even question him again. At that instance, they were no healed. They started going and they're on their way, noticing Ah, my fingers are back. See, I'm no more white. I'm no more like this. These spots are disappearing. And so on. All of that was happening. And then the remaining nine decided to go ahead. One. One. One turned. As soon as he saw that he was healed, he turned. He left those ones. He turned and came back to the place where the instruction was given to him. He turned, he came back to Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said to him, go show yourself to the priest. But he saw on his way that he was now healed. And then you'll be wondering, but Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. Why did you come back? So that part of it, the nine got that one. They got that, the nine got one thing right. Go show yourself to the priest. They were going. They did not turn back. He probably didn't get that one right. In a different angle. Those nine got that one right. Because they were thinking ahead. Maybe what was going on in their mind is that, look, I have to go show myself so that this, this, I, will, I will be healed. Because maybe my healing is with that priest. But it happened on the way. So they have gone. They have seen the, they didn't come back. They wanted to go back now and maybe rejoin the community because they have been, you know, they've been segregated from the community as a result of this disease. They wanted to go back to their families. You, you just imagine, you know, they could be, oh, my, 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 my lovely wife, my dear, you know, they want to go back. They wanted to. That was just maybe what was, uh, you know, occupying their minds. So they got that one right. They got that one right. They were thinking ahead. But the one that returned also got something very right, and many more too. He came back. Why did he come back? He came back. The Bible says he came back. He was doing what? Shouting. He was rejoicing. He was glorifying. He was giving thanks to who? Jesus, Master. He came back. The Bible tells us that he was a Samaritan. Now, when you look at the Samaritans with, you know, the Jews, the Samaritans, they practice the same religion, Judaism. But the, the Jews don't take them as serious, you know, people who practice because they don't practice, as far as they're concerned, they don't practice Judaism in full. They, they practice Judaism in some part. You just imagine that as Christians, you say, okay, you, this one is orthodox, this one is evangelical, this one is Pentecostal. These ones are not practicing Christianity the way it should be. So because of that, they are segregated. Because of that, the other Jews don't like to associate with them. So if you are from Samaria, you are seen as, you know, someone that can contaminate the others. 
as a matter of fact, if the, the you know, and Samaria happens to be in, the, in between, where, between Galilee and Judea. So if they were moving from Galilee to Judea, instead of going through Samaria, they would prefer to go through the Jordan and cross River Jordan and go so that they don't contaminate themselves. But here was a Samaritan, and Jesus made emphasis to it. He said, but how comes? And the Bible even told us that there was a Samaritan. That's the importance, because that one, because he was a Samaritan, he already was an outcast. Already he was an outcast. He was a Samaritan. But look at his own angle. When I looked at the whole thing, I looked at the angle. You know, he came back, he was thinking ahead. For him, wisdom was the principal thing. I need to thank this Jesus. That was the first angle he, I saw from what he was doing. I need to thank this Jesus. Because there can never be a better ahead than with this Jesus. If he said to me, I should just go and uh, just go and show myself to the priest. And on my way, and before I even showed myself, this is me. Then why do I need the priest? I need to go and see this Jesus. I'm better off staying with him than even going to the priest to fulfill law. After all, he is more than the law. That's one angle that I saw. And the other, the other angle is that I, I, you know, he, he looked at it that if he had Jesus, he had it all. If you have Jesus, you shall have it all. So I would rather go and follow this Jesus. There's no, there's no need for me to go there again. So that I don't go there and then I forget. I don't go there and then I forget. It's better for him to follow Jesus. I saw another angle that he caught a revelation that this Jesus is definitely more than the law. That he is the Messiah. He's greater than the priest. If he could heal him, who can? The person that will bring you out of that kind of situation that you are, who can be greater than him? So he, that's, that's the angle that I saw. That who can be? Who can be greater than? So why do I need to go? If the law condemns me, I am sure he will set me free. That's one angle. That's one angle. He caught that revelation. Those ones went. They went to see him. They went to see the priest according to Jesus' instruction. Another angle I saw from his thinking, or thinking the way I see him, is that he is thinking that Jesus is here with me now. I may not see him again after all. After all, I'm a Samaritan. I don't know if these people will let me to be around here. So it's better I see him before I go back to Samaria. It's better I stay with him. I may not have another opportunity to see him face to face. I may not have another opportunity to say thank you to him. Thank you to him. And I saw in this man what I call a worship of thanksgiving. A worship of thanksgiving. He came. The Bible said he came and he did what? He glorified God. He glorified God. He just he was just giving glory to him. He was just giving glory. And Jesus answered him. Ah, Jesus answered him. And I was thinking, wow. Jesus answered him as he glorified God, as he was giving thanks to him, as he fell before him. So truly, the thanksgiving that we give to God, he answers us. The thanksgiving that we give to God, whenever we glorify him, whenever we worship him, he answers us. He answers. He answers. So why is it that we are 
a lot of times we are reluctant to give thanks to him. Sometimes, a lot of times we consider the atmosphere, we consider the environment before we give thanks to him. A lot of times we think of who is watching me, who is not watching me, before we give thanks to him. That man, I, 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 am pretty, I, I can say, I, the man was an adult. He, 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 he is a man. The Bible says he's a man. So he was an adult. He did not think of others around him. The Bible said he fell on his face at the feet of Jesus. Many a times he has, God has done some things for us. But many a times to come and say thank you, you know, it's a big challenge. Because you turn around and you're thinking of the, 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 the wonderful suit you're wearing and the beautiful tie that is, you know, going with it. Or the shirt that you've bought for, you know, costing you this amount. No, you can't use that to bow. You know, you, you've, that's the day you have brought the, 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 this regalia from your box. That you just, and then you can't even use it to worship the same person that has lifted you from dust and made you what you are. And I looked at this man. I said, wow. He came, he didn't even bother. You know the Bible, as far as I'm concerned, if you look at it critically, he definitely has interrupted everything that Jesus was doing. Because from afar, he started shouting. He started praising God. He knew where he was coming from. He did not allow even the situation. Did not allow those people. The fact that he was even a Samaritan did not worry him. All that he was interested in is coming back to this Jesus master, that he just shouted and said, have mercy upon me. Him from a village that had no name was now healed and he was going to be reconnected to the people, to the society. He was going to rejoin his family. He was not in a hurry to go back to his family. I see a lot of times, many a times, what we do is we're so much in a hurry to have all of that. We're so much in a hurry that we forget to come back and say thank you. We're so much excited about what God has done, but we're not excited about coming to say thank you. Many a times we're so excited, we're happy, we're saying, yeah, he's done it. But it's okay for us to say he's done it there. But to even go and say thank you, Lord, for doing it. And then, the more you thank him, I discover that the more he's doing it, this man just came with, with an open heart just to say thank you. Thank you. And he got more than that. He got more than that. Jesus said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Well, there. It's just more than the, clean, the, the cleansing that that man got. It's more than the healing. Well or whole is often referred to as full salvation. Now we're not talking of just being saved as a child of God alone, but full assurance of your salvation that you know where you're going to, you know who you're serving. Those ones got the healing. They got just the cleansing, the physical healing, and you know the healing of that leprosy. He got more than that. He got his salvation. He got all that he required. Being well, being whole means getting even all that you, you require as a Christian to go ahead with this race. He got that from what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's what Thanksgiving does. Thanksgiving makes you whole. It makes you clean. 
it makes you well. It guarantees your salvation. The more you give thanks, the more you, you know, there's a lifting in thanksgiving. Especially even in worship of thanksgiving. Like we saw in the life of this man. Thanksgiving unlocks the fullness of life. Thanksgiving unlocks the fullness of life. This man was made well. But the fullness of it was in the thanksgiving that he came and gave. Thanksgiving unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough. Whatever little that you have, it turns it to enough. To even more than enough. Think of Jesus feeding the the 5,000. When he gave thanks, the bread and the fish multiplied. As he gave thanks, it multiplied. Thanksgiving increases everything that you have to more than enough. It turns denial into acceptance. Thanksgiving turns denial into acceptance. This man gave thanks. Nobody stopped him at that instance when he was giving thanks. As he was coming to Jesus, the natural thing would have been, oh, this guy, you are, we know you, you are a leper. They would have stopped him. But he was accepted. Jesus accepted him. He even asked, where are the other nine? So Thanksgiving, it turns denial into acceptance. It turns chaos into orders, or into order. Thanksgiving turns chaos into order. It turns confusion into clarity. Thanksgiving can turn a meal into a feast. Thanksgiving can turn a meal into a feast. When Jesus took that uh, bread and the fish, it was, it was a small boy's lunch. But it became, it multiplied, and you know, it, the whole situation, that, that little thing, it became a feast. Thanksgiving can turn just your small meal to a feast. I pray. That as we give thanks to God, God will open our eyes to see more and more the reason to give thanks to him. In the name of Jesus. Thanksgiving makes sense of our past. Brings peace for today and creates a vision for tomorrow. This man, before some, you know, a few minutes ago or some hours ago, did not have peace. He's, he's, he, you know, he was totally... You, you, you can tell the fact that he stood from afar. You know the way they shouted. You know that he did not. He just wanted to get out of that situation. But all of a sudden, God turned the situation. His past that people have felt he could not mix up with others. God turned it around. Thanksgiving, it made him make sense of the past. He now can see that, look, even in giving thanks, I am made whole. Not only made, you know, uh, not only healed, but I am made totally whole. Thanksgiving makes sense of our past. The one leper found fullness in Christ through Thanksgiving. He found fullness in Christ through Thanksgiving. We can find fullness in Christ. We can find fullness in Christ. But how do we give thanks to God? He's not even asking us. You know, when, when the Thanksgiving, many times he's not saying bring the money that you have. Go and empty your account. When he needs you to do that, he will tell you, you will hear it clearly. But even thanksgiving from our heart, just our heart, he just wants us to show real appreciation. You know, sometimes I look at that and I say, wow, how do we give thanks? You know, sometimes we give thanks and we we want to give thanks to God, but we mix it to put in a bit of our own effort in it, isn't it? We help God. In what God has done for us. 
So we say, uh, you know, oh, actually I tried, but God helped me. I tried in that exams. I read, I tried, even though I didn't read enough, but God helped me. I, you know, I'm a very intelligent person. So, you know, so how can you get that fullness from that kind of thanksgiving? And I, said, I just said, and I'm asking myself, wow, this man came. He got it because his mind was there. His heart was there. Today is another Thanksgiving service. Hallelujah. Today is another Thanksgiving service. It's another time for us to come and give thanks to God. Before we get up to pray and appreciate God's faithfulness, I'm sure if I give us papers, if I give us notebooks to write what God has done for you from, you know, from, from, from last week till today, some of us, the notebooks will not be enough. It will not contain it. It will not contain it. But if we go before God and say we want to appreciate it, you find out that it's difficult for us to say, God, thank you for even this. Thank you even for, uh, you know, you know the, 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 to be honest, the first time I appreciated a lot of things in life, you know, was the uh, Pastor Rav Oluratimi asked a question here. He said, how many of you remember to thank God that you were, you were standing in your, or sitting in your normal, because of that, the madman at a, how many, that you are in your right mind, you're just sitting, how many times do you wake up, and you just, you, you, you know, people come, and they just see you sitting, and then you are saying, I'm thanking you, Lord, because I can sit, and I can sit this quiet. And I ask myself, yeah, a lot of times we get up, how many times have you thanked him for getting up, and you can actually stand, that your knees are holding you, the legs are still there. Fullness. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Then we're going to pray. I want to give us time to really thank God because it's Thanksgiving service. Thanksgiving. So we give Thanksgiving that can give us fullness before we come and dance when we are taking the Thanksgiving offering today. Hallelujah. I can see a lot of us in our very nice uh, this thing. I'm expecting that by the time we get up to give thanks, we will indeed dance like people that really know that. Look, I'm thanking you, God, because I have these legs to even stand. That I can put my, 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 my feet in my shoes. But before we do that, we look at fullness. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10 says, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Fullness or complete. It means to be furnished with all things necessary for salvation. Fullness, complete. It means that we have in him whatever is required and that through him we are united to God. So when we give thanks, let's remember that in giving thanks to him, that thing that has come in part, he will make it full in the name of Jesus. That when we give thanks to him, let us remember that that thing that you are seeing is almost coming through. That as I give thanks to him, I will receive it. 
in the name of Jesus. As we give thanks to him, that envelope that we are still expecting, that it will arrive our doors in the name of Jesus. I want us to rise. I want us to rise and pray. Today is Thanksgiving. Today is Thanksgiving service. It's not for, it's for Thanksgiving. It's for Thanksgiving. We're not going to, you know, go on and on about it. And like I said earlier, there are many things that God has done for you and I. We're standing here today. It's not in our own power. It's not by our power. It's not by our strength. He has given us the strength. He's given us that power. He's given us peace. Uh, there were people that, you know, last night were, were, were definitely even discussing with their family members. This morning, they didn't wake up. You are here and alive. I want you to just appreciate God. Just give God thanks. Just give him thanks. Just thank him. Thank him for all the things that he's been. You know, thank him from beginning of the year. You know, we started, we entered 2016. It looked like just yesterday. But he has brought us to this day 7th of February. This 7th of February. Somebody was giving testimony. She said that, look, the first Sunday of February last year, she had an incident. She couldn't come to church. Today, first Sunday again of this February, the devil wanted to stop her. But God made it possible for her. I don't know what is your own testimony. Think of the times that you're coming down. You're just coming down from your room. You know, you're just coming down and then you sleep on the stairs, but yet God protected you. Just give him thanks. Just open your heart and just give him thanks. Just give him thanks. There are many things to thank him for. Many things. I'm sure we begin to count. How many of your mates are still alive today? How many people were born on the same day with you? How many of them are still alive today? How many of your classmates that you went to school with are where you are today? How many of them are even alive? How many of them are doing as well as you are doing? You may not think you are doing well, but look back, look back to some of your classmates, even in the university or in the higher institutions where you went to school. How many of them are where you are? Give him thanks. Give him thanks. This is a period that God has called us to fast. How many people can, can even fast? There are some people that wish they could fast. How many can fast? How many? How many people have the peace that you have? Thank him for all of that peace. How many people have the freedom of worship that you have? You come here every Sunday. Anytime we call for worship, you come here to worship God. How many people have that? Why don't we give him thanks? Some few weeks ago, we were crying about storm. We we're crying about, but yesterday there was another another place that was hit with you know an earthquake. They just got up and onto that earthquake. Yet God has kept us alive. Thank God. There's been crises even in in the employment industry. Things people are just losing, but yet you are still alive. God is keeping you. That despite all of that, you are still moving. I don't have a job. Thank you, Lord. That I'm in my right senses. I'm in my, in my right mind. In the right state of mind. Father, I thank you.
that leper came, he was shouting. He did no bother. He didn't, it wasn't his business. Who was by his side? All he wanted to do was give thanks unto God. Why not give him thanks? Why not give him thanks? God for all the children that he has blessed you with. Spiritual children, biological children. You may be saying, oh, but I don't have my own. Yet God has still given you spiritual ones. He has still given you children that are out there that still call you daddy, mommy. Thank God for that. that whenever you come before God in thanksgiving, that God will make you full. He will make you complete. Wherever you are lacking, God will, that in thanksgiving, He will make you full. Through your thanksgiving, He will make you complete. He will make you even stronger. Hallelujah to you, O God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. I want us to take one more prayer point. I want us to pray, Father, help me to live a life of thanksgiving unto you. In the name of Jesus, let us pray. Let us pray. Father, help me. Help me, O Lord, every day to live a life of thanksgiving. Help me to live a life of gratitude, O God. Every day of my life, Lord, let me always look back and appreciate the little to the biggest things that you have done for me. Help me to live a life of thanksgiving, O God. Help me, O God, to live a life of thanksgiving. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your words to us this afternoon. Thank you, Father, because you have called, O oh God, to make us even better. You have spoken your words that, Father, you will make us better in giving thanks. And that you will make us full as we give you thanks. Father, O oh Lord, we pray that any time we come before you to give thanks, either on the road, wherever we are, Father, O oh Lord, you will make us complete. Because it's only in you that we can be complete. Thank you, King of Kings. For in Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed.